Hello everyone, and thank you for coming back to yet another episode of The Gloving Paradigm. I am your host, Peter, aka LPD8 Dubuque, and this week should be a very fun week for all of us because there's been things going on that I actually want to talk about. Because, you know, as a content creator for the Gloving community, I have thoughts. I'm going to jail! Yeah, I know I suck. But what this episode is going to be about, pretty much a way... For you guys to start thinking and start approaching things in a different way. And what better way to talk about than what online competition that is going on right now. And that is the Flowtron competition. The reason why I want to talk about this particular competition is because it is now bringing to the surface a level of discussion that I actually kind of want to encourage and nurture. And I actually want people really want to talk about this because it's very, very important. At least in my eyes, it's very, very important because it's helping further the development of the competition scene. You what? Okay. And what it is, is pretty much gloving competition formats and how we can come up with different ones. So what brought this about is a course you guys know the flowtron competition which if you don't know what this competition is is an online competition that has been run by a person named matt trope if i say your last name wrong i'm terribly sorry i butcher names you guys should know this by now My name is Jeff. he started running this online competition which is absolutely for free there was no entry fee to get into this competition if i remember correctly you had to have an entry video if i think I, I, I can't quite remember. You must be mad. But here's the thing about this competition in particular. It's not an individual competition where it's just a single person being scored with a single scorecard. It's actually a team competition comprised of five people being scored with one scorecard. Big difference from our typical competition formats, right? How about no, you fucking raisin? Yes, I, I like this idea already. So here's a couple more details about this. So how they've been running this tournament is each round they have a set selection of different categories within the scorecard that they want to score on. So let's just say for example for five I want to say complexity, use of space, technicality, musicality, storytelling, and com you know complexity. You know, whatever. You know you guys know this. if you guys don't know the scorecard go ahead and look it up and you pretty much will have a good idea where I'm going with this. And of course, the team's going to divvy up those, you know, those selections amongst each other and pretty much try to showcase that particular section of the scorecard and see if they can actually get the points that they need. I like this idea even more because this is showcasing how certain Glovers are just really good at a particular aspect within the scorecard. And if they're able to show that strength without having to be bogged down by all the other categories that they have to score high on, this allows them to actually really showcase themselves and what they're really good at. And I like this idea. Now, one other thing I definitely want to cover is how the judges have been going about this now i'm not saying that the judges behavior is bad or anything i just mean how they formatted the judging portion of the competition and how they did it is that they have a single judge for each category on the scorecard again i like this idea there are some people who have some reservations about this particular setup when it comes to the judges and i understand but i do again i like the idea that it is being presented here so those are pretty much your ideas of what goes on in the Flowtron competition. Now, I would certainly say the preliminary rounds have been a score survival setup. It's been kind of a mix from what I've been told, but it's been a little mix up. 
in terms of how to do it. And of course, what am I going to do is I'm actually going to read to you some of the responses that people have given me about this competition. And it makes me very happy that you people have been giving me this information and giving me this feedback because I want to talk about this stuff. And it makes me happy when you guys talk to me about this stuff. So please don't stop talking to me about this stuff, please. I, I need your guys' help as a content creator. Wait a minute. You. Anyways, uh, so a particular person that made me very happy to see is uh, Starlight actually commented and she said that she really likes how it how it's all keeping us on our toes. We have uh, we can't just pre-record everything and pull out all good videos. We can't pre-prepare and it forces us to flex our skills and it takes a lot of genuine effort or thought. It's nice to be able to perform in specific areas rather than having an entire skill levels just straight thrown at each other. LLB has also thrown a couple of competitions in a similar vein to this, and it's pretty cool to be on the receiving end of this this time. Matt Troop has been very gracious as an active tournament organizer throughout all of this. Which, again, very happy. Props to that guy. Keep doing what you're doing, and I hope you, you know, keep pushing this style of competitions. Another person who goes by the name of Liv uh, says that she loves being able to compete as a team. Everybody wants to show out for the fam. Five is a good number. I appreciate it didn't just start off with a bracket instead of the bottom half where eliminate each round up to top four. Then the matchups begin adding elements every round that made it more challenging but also more exciting. I really like doing themes. I also like that we have mostly been able to select our own music. Matt Trope has, been a, has done a great job in organizing everything and really make it feel like a game you are playing as a team. And he's been super understanding when it comes to things coming up. Such as if a team member has to drop out and they need to replace them, he's gracious enough to allow that to happen. And... You know, a lot of people have been uh, saying a lot of good things about it, and it makes me very excited to talk about it. Hence why we are talking about it, you know. Uh, so, what does this style of competition offer? Well, first of all, and the first and foremost thing that I love about this, is that it promotes teamwork and team building. Why is this so important to me? It's because... If you are on a team, you want your team to work together. You want to, you know, be very good cogs within the system that, you know, keeps the oil running. Now, you can't spell nutrition without nut. All that stuff. You want to actually, if you're going to have a team, you want to make sure that the people on your team are like, got your back. And what better way to show that they have your back if you guys actually work together on a competition such as this one. Uh, it's one of those things that I really like. The, the social component, basically, is the huge huge thing that I love about this style of formatting and it's because it's not on just an individual you know it's actually a collective effort that people have to work on and if one person fails their part it's not just that one person failed it's actually the team that failed because you have to work together to get the scores that you need and again I like that because it's causing growth and development within the community, especially within individual teams. And I like that idea. So I'm hoping that we keep doing this because this is really cool. <laughs> Three days later. So, like I said, they, they add new elements to each round. Like, you probably have two uh, categories that you work on when you get to the next round, so on and so forth. And I really, really like this idea. The score survival format deal, I like as well because... It's, it, best way I can describe it, it's called a qualification setup, where if you meet the minimum numbers that you need to get to qualify, you pass, basically. And I like this idea when it comes to rounds, because 
it's not necessarily you know up to you know you have to get the best score and you have to be the top in order to advance it's just that if you meet the minimum required you're going to make it to the next round you know it's it's like a day one day two thing from what i know from my experience in magic gathering when it comes to grand prix oh shit. here we go again but granted this is a lot this is a much smaller tournament and i'm just again using that as an example for you guys to understand again score survival format i love that idea it's freaking awesome and Again, I do have to shout out props to the tournament organizer for being very open communicative and being very di diligent on keeping the things running smoothly. Um, I have t spoken to a couple people who are in the tournament, especially the ones that are in Australia. Shout out to the Australian team. You know, <laughs> they, they had a situation where some one of their uh, competitors couldn't compete because they sustained an injury. And the tournament organizer was very gracious enough to allow them the time to, that they needed to get another person to set themselves up. Now, did they learn a lesson through that experience? Yes, that they should have a backup dancer just in case things like that happen. I'm not saying that everybody needs like five backup dancers, like one or two is probably enough. But it's one of those things I, I certainly would say that you definitely need to communicate with your team members uh, in that fashion because of that. Uh, especially if you have people on your team who are just not into the competition scene. If this is a team that wants to be a competitive team, okay, I'm kind of losing track here. But I, I like this whole open communication with the tournament organizers. Uh, if I remember correctly, there has been open discussion with the judges and how the judges have been going about the process, which is also something I see extremely valuable for the community at large so they can understand what they need to be expected of when they go into a competition and also understand from the point of view of the judges how they're going to look at your show and how they're going to evaluate it. You know, the, these things of open communications are extremely important in my opinion and we should keep doing it. Yeah. So, now we're going to get into the fun part, at least the fun part for me because I like doing this and it's the speculation of what other ways can we actually go about doing tournaments and doing competitions for this whether it be online or in person now i have other ideas when it comes to like interact you know having it be a little bit more interactive with the community at large just because i want to have the community be a little bit more engaged with itself and you know in a positive manner so one thing i would definitely say is that yeah we have the standard singles you know format you know that's just the standard how it is and it's fine and all, you know, it works. And, you know, you have your two judges judging each, you know, you got you got that. And it's totally fine. Of course, now with the Floatron competition, it's opening the doors to the ideas of team competitions. And I like this idea that we can actually look at this competition and take very valuable lessons of what worked and what didn't work and improve on the next one. So I'm hoping that if anyone who's part of the Floatron competition is listening to this episode right now, Please take as many notes as you possibly can throughout this tournament and bring it to the next table when it comes to the next tournament that you want to throw because I want to see improvements on this style. It's a really brilliant idea. I absolutely love this and we need to explore it more. But there are other ideas I've had. A doubles competition would be really, really cool. Kind of like a synergy comp is that what we would probably call it because it's two people. You know, you can even do that with three or four people. Are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? No, I think maybe four people would be a little bit too much, but I think triples and doubles would probably be a good format selection setup right there. Now, I can understand when it comes to online competitions, if the two people aren't in the same room to do the show, it makes it really difficult, and I can totally understand it. I get that. But, you know, there might be other ways that we can actually pull it off. Uh, I don't know 
exactly how yet, but it's something to, you know, take into consideration. But it's something I would like actually like to see is that two people as a pair are being judged on one scorecard of how they actually work. Now, another thing I definitely want to say in terms of how you can go about creating your own format for competitions, it's very simple. As long as you take the IGL rules and the IGL scorecard as a template, it makes it a lot easier for you to actually make your own competition format. Now, I'm not saying that you have to follow it verbatim. You can make changes to it as much as you want. Just like how in Dungeons and Dragons, you can play a modular that was built by Wizards of the Coast, or you can just throw that book out and make your own homebrew and do your own thing with it. You know, that's the idea I kind of want people to go with when it comes to thinking of these different formats that people want to come up with. I just suggest using the IGL rules and the IGL scorecard as a template to set yourself up. That way you have kind of a, again, a template to follow that allows you to make it easier on yourself because the more convoluted that you get with your rule sets and things like that, and, you, and the more convoluted you get about not talking about the rules that you put into place, the more difficult it's going to be about running this tournament. You know what I mean? So you have those ideas. It's kind of what I wanted to expand upon. And of course, there is also something I also want to kind of cover. I kind of did its own separate episode, but this is more of just formatting it in this in this sense rather than it being what it is. And that's judging styles. Now, if you haven't checked out my, my speculation on how to qualify judges on that episode, I will definitely let you know go ahead and check it out it's only a couple episodes behind i want to say it's like three maybe and now for something completely different different judging styles where you know the judges don't have to change up everything about they do it you know that you keep the scorecard the way it is type deal but what i mean by changing up how the judging style is is that i've seen a couple other competitions trying to run in a different way when it comes to judges one particular one that I've been hearing about is that the people who are competing are also the judges of the competition. And as it does sound good on paper, there's some issues with that, which I'm not going to get into in this episode particularly, but there has been some issues that arise from that kind of idea. Especially when it comes to the idea that you don't really explain that to the people who are competing. Yeah, I can see where that can cause problems. But, you know, a community poll is not a bad idea. I like this idea. I will actually like the community poll option if you also have judges who are, you know, kind of just like how American Idol and so you think you can dance and dancing with the stars do it, where they actually have judges to have judge scoring and then they have the community popularity contest scoring where people can actually vote on who they actually thought was better. Wow, that was sh- I like that idea. I just think when you do a community poll like that, I, I do think you should actually have a judge scoring template. So if there's not a lot of interaction from the community, at least you have the judge scoring to actually keep them going, if that makes any sense. So community poll, really good idea. My recommendation is have a judge, you know, have a set of judges to actually keep the scoring and still have like the, the popularity contest voting community poll thing. Another idea that I kind of thought about is like how the Olympics do it when they have actually, you know, like representatives from regions to actually do the judging on there. You know, if you, again, think about how, just think about how the Olympics do it. They each have their judges, they do the individual scoring, and then you can average it out, and then you get, you know, you know, like the 5.8, 5.9, 6.0, 5.8, blah, 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 blah. You, you, you see where I'm going with this? And of course, 
like I was talking about when it comes to TV competition shows, like, so you think you dance and dancing with the stars, you can have a tribunal of judges where they kind of just sit there and they all make their comments and then they kind of tabulate a single score from there. Whether it be three or five judges, some of them do four, but I'm just saying, like, that's just, these are different ideas that I'm trying to convey to you guys, okay? So you have all these different ways of going about the tournament in terms of formats. You have different ways in terms of judging. You have different ways of just getting the community involved with it. Now, I will certainly say I will definitely have an episode covering my ideas of how to go about building uh, interact, you know, interaction with the community when it comes to in-person and online competitions. It's just I want to make sure that I kind of actually do a little bit more research and see what would be good and what could be bad in terms of what we can try out. But yes, I will certainly say you have made it to the end of the episode, and I congratulate you because I know I tend to ramble on. That's the end. Stop the program. Stop it. And I really do hope you actually enjoyed what I had to say on this episode because this has been something I wanted to talk about for a while. And it's just because I like these ideas that people in the community are doing and trying to shake things up and try out new things through the community and help it grow. And it's extremely important, especially in these trying times with the whole coronavirus bullshit that, you know, we keep trying to push and innovate and keep ourselves active within the community and keep the community active within itself. So with all that being said, if you have any questions that I did not cover in this episode, you do have the vast various outlets you can hit me up at, which first of all, you guys should know, I do have a Facebook page, which is aptly named The Gloving Paradigm. You can always hit me up there. I am also on Reddit under the username MuttonShopGuy, and I do have an email, which is MuttonShopGuy at gmail.com. Message for you, sir. And of course, I do have a Discord server you can hit me up at. I'm also on the Worldwide Glover Discord chat. You guys, if you listen to my episode, you guys know I'm on there a lot. And I hang out there a lot for a specific reason. It's because I interact with the community. So, you have those various outlets. Of course, you do have my Instagram that you can follow me on. Yes, I post a lot of pictures of my dog on there. Enjoy it while you can. And, of course, I do have a YouTube channel where I'm backlogging a lot of my episodes on. I know it's been a little little slow, but I'm making efforts to keep progressing on that. And, of course, one final thing that I know a lot of people are probably already sick of and probably turning off now, which I hope you're not, but please hear me out. If you do like the content that I do create and you wish to help support the content I create and help me make better content, please do consider supporting me on Patreon. Yes, I do have a Patreon account. Please go ahead and donate as little as $1 a month on there. It will go a long way making me closer to my next first big goal, which would be $1,000 a month so I can do this full time. Uh, I am considering just opening up the next tier bracket and seeing if that will help people get in here because I would be doing giveaways at that point. If I do open it up, I'll probably just record a video so I can actually just talk about why I opened it up and how it works. So, again, thank you to everybody who's listened to the podcast thus far. I do appreciate it if you guys actually like the page and if you guys share my content and let people know that I'm out here trying to help people with their gloving and trying to get them better at it. It would be most appreciative. And again, I want to thank everybody who has shown their silent moral support to this show because if it wasn't for you guys, the show wouldn't have continued on the way it's been continuing on. So, once again, thank you so much for you guys' support. I absolutely love you guys, but I am your host, Peter, a.k.a. LPD Dubuque, and I'll see you guys all next week. <laughs>